0: Hey, guys, this is Mandy, and I'm the girl who prefers turkey sausage to pork sausage.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Ollie, and I'm the girl who doesn't understand why people go bird watching. Hmm. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast.
0: Search for guys with the Mustangs, daddy ran away, and left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang, same one.
1: How are you doing on this fine day, Mandy? <laughs> I'm alright, how is you doing? Are we I that Oh, I tell you, i have down by the river, and next thing I know, whoo, before I do it, the crocodile had my leg and a snap, it was like... I was like, oh, oh, oh! Billy got the gun. Billy got the gun. Boom, boom, boom! Crocodile was done. Guess what we having tonight?
0: Gator. Gator. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for all of that, but you did that, girl. That was something. Thank you. Thank you. That was I'm entertaining. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shump shump! I pulled out. What you up to today? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm doing really good. Um. Last episode, we talked about how I'd completed my goals. Yeah. So yeah. So I made a new list. Okay. And twice. some of. The, uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna need to check it twice, or sure. <laughs> maybe five more times. But um, on this list, even though it took me a long time to finish the original list, I kind of put some long-term and short-term goals on this list long-term being more than three months (laughs) or at least three months. And then short-term being, you know, things I could do this week. So, um, yeah, I'll just give a couple of them. I do want to bring back the meditation uh, because I felt like that was really good for me. I want to bake a layered cake. Now, for the Mm -hmm. audience members, they're going to be like, But, Mandy, last week you said you don't like cake, and I don't. (laughs) But I love baking, and I've baked quite a few cakes in my lifetime, but I've never done a layered stacked cake. You know what I mean? Like the ones that you see on TV, the ones that look mad professional, and that's what I want to do. Like I want to – do layers, maybe even the layers having different flavors, and then I stack them things with the cream in the middle, and then I do the outer side, and then I decorate that bad boy. Like, I want to go in. I need to have a reason to bake this cake because I, of course, won't be eating it, but I want to do a layer of cake.
1: That sounds intense. And when you say that, I just think about, like, the baking shows that I've watched and how they have, like, these – cylindrical metal things that have to be clasped and they put stuff in mm-hmm. the refrigerator and they're doing the creams and they're doing the egg white thing that I really love that we talked about and so it sounds like it's going to be fun.
0: Maybe you should record it. Oh, maybe. I mean, I'll definitely, I do want to do all of that that you were talking about, but like the good news being that it isn't a competition so so there won't be, I hope, like pressure
1: Pressure, yeah.
0: for perfection. It'll just be like, the opportunity to learn and have fun with it is my hope, goal, and intention. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. Um, But when I started, like, baking, that's pretty much how it was. It was just, like, I had time on my hands, and I wanted to kind of play around with making things that I've never made before, and that's how I started to get into baking. And now I'm just like, okay, let me up my skills a little bit. Let me really – extend myself and um, it helps to be able to make something that I won't be eating because we all know Mandy needs to exercise and lose weight and she doesn't need to be adding any more pounds on top of the exercise she needs to be doing already unless it's weights, pounds, exercise, weight oh, weights, yes, that makes (laughs) sense (laughs) right over the head (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I'm a swift one. (laughs) (laughs) We could all
1: use some more exercise, though. So, yeah, you're not the only one. Mm, Yeah. My to-do list has been getting to done. Like I said prior, I'm making steps to complete tasks fully, like completely complete a task. Completely complete. <laughs> to totally <laughs> complete a task instead of starting many different tasks, which is hard, but I do, when I realize, like, okay, I'm doing three different things, I put the other two down and I focus on the one till I'm done. I did that yesterday when it came to Plymouth stuff. Um, the dishwasher and I did it when it came to some business stuff I was doing I was like okay there makes no sense for me to like be juggling these two things let me finish one then get to the other I do have a mound of clothes over here that need to be folded so I just close the door and walk away so I don't know <laughs> <enough laughs> what's going on with that
0: <laughs> so yeah That's I'm also pain. doing laundry so it's, I feel that folding clothes pain
1: it's such a <laughs> task <laughs> when we were younger I was I was like, how do people pay people to do their laundry? But now that I'm older, I'm like, I see why people pay people to do a lot of the things that they don't want to do now. Like these services, and not just people come to clean your house, but like fold your laundry, wash your dishes, do all this extra stuff. I see why people pay other people for these services. Like yeah. it's a service. It's a service that you do not want to do. So, yeah.
0: And there's people who will do it yeah. for a price.
1: Yes, there's an app called, I don't know if you've heard of it, TaskRabbit, where it's like, it's not just people that will, like, deliver your groceries. Oh, you want tent put on your car? Well, yeah, we'll come do that. Or oh, you're having trouble with your computer? We'll come fix that. Or oh, you need your bins organized, A, B, C, and by date? We'll come do that. Like, it's crazy what people, it's not crazy, it's innovative and a little invasive, what people will do, mm. to, you know, for money. So, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. It's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you're willing to do and what other people are willing not to do. That's, yep, I think that made sense. We'll just go with it.
1: Okay. (laughs) What's on your docket for today?
0: Well, always love to start with this is a safe space. Um, What I have for this is a safe space this week is something that I've kind of been thinking about since we started this podcast, but it's been happening outside of the podcast, even for people who haven't been listening to podcast. it. And it's dealing with the repercussions of people knowing personal details about oh. you. I feel like we've been really honest and at times detailed Um, on the podcast and that's like what I wanted like in the first couple of episodes I've probably been more wary about things that I said but as we went on of course I've just been you know more free about saying things that have that I've experienced and I feel like you have too or viewpoints that we have on certain subject matters however when you take those times to be vulnerable, you don't want to, you only want, I guess, a positive response to come back, or maybe not even that it's a negative response, but just something that you're prepared for. You don't ever want to feel like unprepared. I'll give an example that's something that was separate from the podcast, but I'd had like a really serious heart-to-heart moment with somebody um, about my anxiety And times when I just felt, you know, depressed and I'm not in that space now. I'm really good. I'm really happy um, with where I'm at and how things are going in my life. Um, But I was just sharing that emotion or that feeling to them because um, someone that we both knew had basically been in a hard situation and had harmed themselves. So they were just saying like they didn't understand or they didn't even want to believe necessarily that they would harm themselves or they didn't understand how people get to that place of wanting to harm themselves and not really being able to vocalize or ask for help type thing. So I was talking to them about well, I had a time when I felt, you know, I was suffering from anxiety, I was really depressed, I had a lot of things going on and I didn't know how to talk about it with the people who were around me despite the fact that I felt like you know they loved me they cared about me they would have supported me through a thing but again in the same circumstance that I was in when that person in high school touched me inappropriately mm-hmm. I felt like that girl in the hallway who just like stopped and was like in a place of shock or just in a place of immobility where it's like I couldn't express or figure out the right ways to deal with the situation that I was in so with that being said now that I'm no longer in that circumstance but I told that person as a way to have them understand that everybody kind of has those moments or anybody can have those moments where they just feel really withdrawn or confused or just hurt or upset or just clouded or whatever the case may be well since seeing that person and telling them that I feel like they kind of looked at me with a little bit of kids glove attitude which is just like are you okay how are you feeling blah 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 and I'm just like I'm okay like I told you what I told you because now we're in a place where I feel like I'm in a place where I feel like I can express it like it's not weighing me down anymore So that's why I felt like I could tell you that thing. But I don't want to then be treated like, oh, poor Mandy, because she has gone through some things. It's just like, no, it's Mandy, and she's gone through some things, and she's out on the other side, and she's doing good.
1: Right. So I feel like there's a big difference, and sometimes disconnect with people's understanding of sympathy and empathy. And I feel like feeling sympathetic for someone might come off as more might be received as more negative whereas if you have empathy for someone like okay I can feel for you and sympathy like like you said kind of kid gloves like oh you're okay I'm just checking on you you know you aren't doing so well and I understand the concern but also like I'm an adult <laughs> so like I don't expect to be babied all the time just because I you know said something to you in confidence or because I decide to honestly be honest with you so have you decided how you're going to handle that situation? I mean, it's
0: happened on more than one occasion with more than one person <laughs>
1: what so really, so do you think it's how you're telling how you're conveying how you're feeling or people are getting more alarmed than they should be?
0: I think that they're just surprised to know that there were moments when I wasn't all the way okay or all the way happy, and now they're it's they're more anxious about. It feels like being aware then I think is necessary, I mean, yeah, if you would like to to pay more attention, I think it's important, but not just to me, like pay more attention to all the people around you because they might need someone to see that they're not okay, but right at this point like i'm I'm okay, so you don't have to, to you know walk on tiptoe with me. It's not like. Um, cracked ice. Was this their
1: first like hearing about it though like they hadn't heard about it like prior so this is their initial
0: what are you
1: serious moment?
0: With one of the people it was their first time hearing about it um, but in a different instance I had told that person that thing and then we'd seen each other a few times after that and they never said anything about it so I was just like okay but then they said something about it. Uh, this past time that I saw them and I'm just like, oh, I feel like now that's harboring in your mind. Like, that's a new way that you see me separate from all the ways that you saw me before. Instead of just a, this is an additional puzzle piece. Like, this is a whole new
1: puzzle. It's like, no, I'm still fine for you. Exactly. The same person. <laughs> I'm still
0: the same Exactly.
1: Person. Okay. So, are you going to just withhold information going forward? Do you think
0: you'll address it or are you just going to see how it plays out? Um, I think not in an attempt to fully withhold information, but it's kind of probably going to be how I've been maneuvering now where at first it was, okay, I think I'm ready to tell you this thing. So I'm going to tell you, but now it's going to probably be, not only am I ready to to tell you, but I'm going to gauge if you're ready to hear it
2: <laughs> because
0: right. I don't really want to have to deal with any weird you know, responses from people. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point to make. There's this,
1: um, oh, what's his name? I think it's it's Owen Wilson and there's a movie, uh, I want to look it up right now, actually, because there's a movie. Owen, Owen Wilson, Wilson
0: with is. the broken nose?
1: Yes, it's him. And it's it's a movie where he's like, he has his family, they moved to this whole new country, they didn't really want to move.
0: He has two daughters.
1: Um, oh, the one with
0: Pierce Brosnan?
1: Right um, I don't know. It was a won't, no escape. I think that was yeah, one. yeah no the escape. one with
0: Pierce Brosnan.
1: Yeah. Okay. The guy so that he, played he said that and uh, I his wife, and I was like, no, but yeah, Pierce Brosnan. And basically, there's <laughs> a point in the movie where he's like, he's very upset and emotional, and he's like trying to talk to his wife, and his wife goes, "I care about how you feel, but I do not have the emotional capacity to listen to you right now." And she said that, and something just licked in my head. I was like, what an amazing way to convey, like, I still love you and I care about you, but right now I can't handle what you're saying. So the way that you just mm. said, you know, like, I might be ready to talk to you, but I want to gauge if they're ready to listen, that reminded me of that. And I think that's an awesome mm-hmm. way to say, you know what, I'm I'm looking out, even though I want to express how I feel, I'm looking out for you, too, to see if you're ready to listen to how I feel. So I think that's amazing of you to even realize
0: that. Yeah. And that's a really good quote to add in a movie because sometimes if a person isn't able to, to realize that they may not be ready to hear it, that person needs, the uh, the other person needs to be able to fairly tell them, like, you know, I like you said, I care about what's going on with you. I care about how you feel. I just can't take it in the way that right you would need me to right now. Right. But that's not to take away from what you're feeling or me wanting you to be good or help you or whatever. Good. That's crazy. But I mean, crazy good.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they said it in a better way. That was like, but that was like the basis of it. And I'm sure she said it in a better way. And I, it just like, even while watching the movie, it just clicked in my head. I was like, that's an, I need to adopt that. I need to try to practice that. Even now, I'm, I'm like, reminding myself, like, hey, uh, that is a better way to say, you know what, can we table this for a moment because X, Y, Z. So, yeah, like, I'm not disregarding you. I'm not discrediting you. I'm not trying to make you feel disenfranchised. But just right now, I'm not able to uh, listen to you right now, and I want to be able to listen to you honestly, fully. So, Yeah. Yeah. I
0: understand
1: that. I did have an addition to this as a safe space, unless you're not um, done yet.
0: No, I'm good. Love to hear yours.
1: Okay, mine. It might sound silly. I feel like lately I've been using the word silly, but it's really serious, and at least to me, so it's basically about addiction, and people have all kinds of addictions to all kinds of things, to so like movies, TV like food, drugs, whatever you want to call it, and this is just specifically I've realized, self-diagnosed here, that I have a sugar addiction, and I've always liked candy. I've always liked sweets. And I can't. I have a really good memory of my past and growing up. I can't. I don't think we've had like a lot, a lot of sweets growing up. Like every now and then we get candy at the store, and then for people's birthdays we do the whole cake and ice cream for every single family member's birthday. We get together, to do the cake and ice cream thing. So I don't know when this. I do know when it came about. Let me not. Let me not lie. I just remember when I got my first job and I realized, okay, after I pay my car insurance and I pay this bill and that bill, oh, I have leftover money oh, uh, let me buy some candy. <laughs> so it just became really comforting to me. And it, it was just normal. Like it's normal. I know some people who don't eat candy, don't eat refined sugar, white sugars. And I'm like, that's fine. You stay yourself over there and me and all the candy <laughs> will enjoy ourselves. And so just this past week, I kind of just started monitoring um, like what I was eating sugar wise. And for the first couple of days, I didn't really eat anything. And I noticed like a Like, a couple of days into that, like, day four, day five, like, I was just like, you know what, I want some candy, and it was just extreme. Like, I bought all these different boxes of candy, because I was like, I don't know what I want, and then it's like, I was like, well, let me try this, maybe I want that, no, I don't want anything gummy, oh, maybe I want some chocolate, I don't want anything chocolate, and the other part of that is that I'm also a texture eater, and every time I say that, people are like, what? And I'm like, I... I like the way things taste, but I'm a texture eater. So like I just said, maybe I want something crunchy. Maybe I want something gummy. Um, I can't stand Lucky Charms because the marshmallows squeak (laughs) against my teeth, and that drives me crazy. So I can't do that texture. So I'm just trying to honestly find a balance between, like, okay, candy gives me the texture cravings that I enjoy. However, it's also bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all this candy and excess, even if it's like, okay, four or five days out of the week, I don't eat any, and then I binge on day six and seven, and then I just go back down. Like, I know those extremes aren't, aren't good for me. So... I don't really know what to do about it. I know most people when they have an addiction, they go seek help. And I honestly, I don't want anybody to help me with this because I like candy. (laughs) I don't really know if there's something I should do. I'm aware of the issue and I'm just kind of like holding back as to finding a solution because half of me is like, well, maybe you don't need a solution. So that's what I wanted to share in my safe space. Like I have a serious addiction to candy, I'd say, not just sugar. I'd say, like candy.
0: Yeah, I completely understand that. I feel like I have the same problem, but so how you much like it? you, I'm not trying to all the okay. way curve it, but <laughs> I do have a couple of slight things that I've done in the past. Like, like, I'm not trying to all the way curve it. I just have moments where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that today. Like, let's take a pause on that. Um, like, fast away
1: from it, or just being.
0: Observing. Finding alternatives is usually what has to work for me. So uh, dried fruit a lot of times, particularly apricots, have been really good to me in terms of being a a sweet thing that makes me want less candy. And then I think I told you about this before where I was doing um, unsweetened applesauce, and I don't know why that works because it's not sweet at all. But the unsweetened applesauce has definitely worked for me to where I'm like, okay, I've gotten past this moment. I don't need any sugar. But um, when I feel like I have to have half sugar, dried fruit works really good for me. So this can be like dried mangoes, dried pineapples. It usually are sweet, almost like they have sugar on them, which may not be great. Um, But dried mangoes, dried... um, berries dried like like good dried fruit not like just raisins because I'll eat raisins but it's like raisins are the things that we got as a kid that felt like punishment (laughs) so it has to be something else where it's like that I don't associate, I don't know with childhood. I guess.
1: Funny, no, that's correct. And maybe we just had a very similar childhood because that was a punishment, or like, well, you want a snack, get some raisins or oatmeal oh, raisin cookies. When I was younger, were gross, but now that I'm older, I like that. I didn't used to like, love like key lime pie. Cookies. Now I like key lime pie. So I'm like, right. just getting old. Like, what's going
0: on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always loved oatmeal raisin cookies. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to add that with my baking. See, see, I was just supposed to bake a cake. Now I'm about to add cookies on that joint. Well, cookies are
1: malleable, so you can definitely
0: send me some cookies. They are malleable. My aunt used to send me peanut butter cookies, like, for every one of my birthdays. And that was back when I used to love peanut butter cookies. Maybe I only liked hers. But she used to send them to me all the time, and I was in love with them joints. So that means I got to find, like, a 10-10. Can to, to put these cookies in to send to you?
1: Yeah, or usually when um, people send me like food, they'll just put it in like a box and they'll put wax paper around the bakery stuff.
0: So you oh, do, like, that works because I always have yeah. wax paper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> wax paper is good. So I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not gonna work on curving this. Like I'm not. I just wanted <laughs> to be honest with you all and let you all know that I have a sugar and right. that I'm not fighting right now. And maybe some of you all can understand and maybe you can agree and tell me if you have some addictions that you're maybe fighting and
0: tell me how you're getting through it. And that's part of this is a safe space. Like part of it is just admitting that you have a problem and also admitting that you don't want to fix the problem and you're in the safety (laughs) to be able to say that and not have people be like, but you should really work on that. And it's like, no, I should really just do what makes me happy. And that's eating this candy. So get out exactly. of my face. <laughs> or you
1: should maybe talk about another part of the segment that's not this is a safe space because this is a safe space. So be quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you bring that up somewhere else, but not up in here.
1: Somewhere else.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I have an adulting comment.
1: Ooh. Uh. We've been kind of in sync lately.
0: Bye-bye. Yeah, girl. (laughs) So, for my adulting, I've come to the realization that I want kids, and it's not going away. So, I think I'm going to... I'm also, again, we talked about this last week. Mandy is very single. She's single-single. So... I think I'm going to start to actively make moves to be prepared and ready to be a single parent. Oh, oh I feel like I'm about to cry. <laughs> Why are you doing this to
2: me?
1: Is it well, I was trying to make to you cry? <laughs> I know, but that's just, I wasn't expecting you to say that. i I knew you felt that way, but I wasn't. Well, you haven't finished what you're saying,
0: so go ahead while I stand myself. (laughs) Um, yeah. So when I say prepare to be a single parent, um, and make the preparation and moves to do so, I don't mean uh, flip through a book to become to find a sperm donor Donor, and do IVF and all of that Um, stuff. I've always been someone. Yeah, I mean, it is. (laughs) It definitely Mm -hmm. is. But I've always been someone, even when I have the notion of being in a relationship and finding love and getting married and all of that, you know, cockamamie, I've still had the viewpoint that I wanted to adopt. Mm -hmm. And um, first before that, be a foster parent. So I feel like I'm going to start to make the moves to prepare myself to be a foster parent in the very near future.
1: I think that that is an amazing step. So many children, like newborns to 18 years old, just because that's the legal age, need homes and need guidance and need someone to just be there for them. So I think that that's amazing. I mean, I, I think it's great whenever people adopt anyone who needs a home, but I think it's kind of ridiculous that people will go like, a million miles away when there are, like, people literally right down the street that I'm sure you've driven past to get to the airport (laughs) and homes, too. So I think that's amazing. I would recommend fostering. I've never done it myself. I started going through the process a while ago and just never finished it, but I know that the government helps with that, and it just seems like – um, something that's more likely to give you a chance to support and be there for someone as compared to adoption, which can take like, you know, years to finally go through. So the fact that you're even like using that as a stepping stone, I think is amazing.
0: Yeah. And not to say like I would be using the foster kids as practice, but <laughs> no, no,
1: no, that's not what I meant at all.
0: Ultimately it would just, it's just one of those things that when you do adopt, if you don't a know a person that's, looking to do an adoption straight off the bat through their pregnancy, you are going to need to be a foster parent usually first anyways. So um, it would just be, you know, the potential stepping stone for me to, to have the opportunity to to be a parent, to be a mom. I mean, again, listen, it's, it's not going to be like anytime soon. I need to make steps uh towards that. Like I said last time, I live in an apartment, which I think, you know, I could live in an apartment and be a foster parent, but I live in a one bedroom apartment and I'm gonna need to be able to house another person and for them to have their own room and their own space and all of the things that they need in their so, space. Getting things like advancing where I live so that I can really be prepared to to be someone's parent. That basically sounds-
1: amazing and I will support you as much as you need me to and allow me to in that endeavor. I'm very excited for you.
0: Like you will be oh. an awesome mom. Oh. So <laughs> now you're going to make me want to cry. Jeez. Oh no.
1: It's just it's like, you know, some people, it's like, you're not supposed well, we're not in this as a safe space, so I can say it. Some people, you like like, why you have kids? <laughs> you don't deserve kids. You don't need kids. Your kids are just using accessory, or you're not paying attention, but you are like, you're like the, per- you know what I'm saying? Like, you're the perfect person to take on the mantle of, let me try to be the best mom that I can be, because I know that that's who you would be you're not going to necessarily be like, I need to be a perfect mom, but you would definitely be like, let me be the best mom that I could be. Let me apply stuff that I've learned. Let me try to be understanding and listening because Mandy and I have had some very (laughs) interesting upbringing and some very interesting parents. So just even at least being able to say, okay, well, let's not try that that way. Let's try it this way. I feel like she and I are very cognizant of that. So just to see her put that into action and actually have someone there who needs her, who I know she would be there for, it's just like an amazing
0: thought to me. I don't even know how to add to that. It's just, you know, parents, being a parent is definitely one of those things where it's like, you can tell they're doing the what they think is best, um, right. but there's also those moments where they're like, they don't want to admit that maybe they don't know what is best or or those moments where they're like, you're presenting a different option to them and they can't admit that your other option might be better better? because it wasn't in their head. Like they're just like, no, this is what I've already transfixed in my mind. And you're like, okay, but here's an update to that. Would that be something you'd consider? And then parents would be like, Um, no, I've, watch a lot of like these families on YouTube and stuff like that, where I see certain things that they're doing with their kids that I'm like, oh, that is something new that I would really want to consider with my kids. Just even something as simple as there's this one family. I've never seen them allow their kids to ask so many questions in real time that they try to answer and most of the time it'll just be a question like what does this mean what does that mean because parents will talk and then it's not that the kid is trying to be disobedient they just don't know what it is that you're saying so if a kid is like but what does that mean and the parent is like just do it that that's not effective. Like they need to know what it is that to have an understanding about what it is that you're talking about so that they can then say, okay, I will be obedient to this because I'm not questioning you because I think you're wrong. I'm questioning, you know, and I'm questioning my parent because parents hate that. they be like, don't question me. I'm the parent.
2: Right. Right. But it's just like,
0: (laughs) mm-hmm. it's just like, just having a little bit of, I don't know, humility, for lack of a better word, to say, like, just because you're the parent doesn't mean you can't have a conversation with your, your child to even be do something as simple as answer their questions. Um, My dad is so freaking funny. He is very much someone that believes in conversation and I think that he thinks that he used to answer my, me and my siblings questions as a child but he's also part, a large part of conversation for him is talking and telling people what the right thing to do is so There was one time when, like, me and all my siblings were around, and he was like, I always let you guys talk, right? I always let you guys express what it is that you feel. I always let you guys ask questions. And we were all collectively like, no.
2: He was (laughs) like,
0: What do you mean? I always um, gave you guys the opportunity to ask questions. And we're like, no, no, you didn't. Sometimes you just wanted to tell us what to do, and then if we didn't go with that, you got very angry with us. And that's not how, you know, that's not how that works. You can't say you're creating an open forum for questions when really you get mad when we ask a question. I think
1: parents think they are doing what's best for us, and maybe they think that they're they're being a certain way because. I just think about, there was one time I got a ticket, and I was afraid to tell my mom, and I was like, well, I got to tell her, because I don't want to tell my dad, and I didn't have money at the time, I was like in high school, so I was like, and it has to be paid for, so I eventually told her, and she was like, well, when did you get it, and all that stuff, and so she was like, why would you wait to tell me, and I was like, this ticket, and I'm in, <laughs> we're in trouble, and she's like, well, you know you can tell me anything, right, and I looked at her, and I literally said, no, I can't. <laughs> and she looked confused, and I was confused. I'm like, there is nothing in my upbringing that makes me feel like I can come mm-hmm. to you about anything, but the fact that you think that is cute, <laughs>
0: right? Like, and the same to be like, you're a terrible parent. I can't come to you about anything, but it's right. it's it's just a structure of the worst. For- it's the way that you structured the word to say that I could come to you about anything. Like we should be able to talk about anything. It's just not realistic, <laughs> but to say there's, Something amongst the anything that's going on, and I should be able to tell, tell you something amongst anything. It's like, yeah, I should be able to tell you something, but I can't tell you any and everything. That's just not right. real.
1: But I mean, like, I wouldn't even tell her the some things. I'm like, our, I've never, I've never been, we've never had a conversation where you said you could tell me anything, and I've never, you know, felt like, you know what? She would be okay with all these lists of mistakes. Let me go tell her. (laughs) Like, I've never felt that kind of (laughs) comfort. And, I mean, again, not knocking against parents, because I do think, like you said, parents, good parents or thoughtful parents do think they're doing the best they can. And I, way back when I had someone say something to me like, well, you know, they've never this is their first time being a parent. They've never had a daughter before. They've never had a son before. So this is their first go at it. And I still think that there's an excuse to this day, but I understand mm-hmm. why somebody would say that now. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to back then I'm like, no, that I don't I don't agree with that. Now I'm like, okay, I see what you're saying. This is their first time going through this experience. They had lives before us. This is their first child. This is their first blah 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 blah. Like it's not just my first mistake, this is their first time dealing with it. So, just a little bit better understanding and not being as harsh, like, oh, my parents don't understand. It's just like, eh, they they tried sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like that's the case for me and my parents because my siblings are a lot older than me. So they did have what would be perceived as a practice run <laughs> with with some other kids where they could have been like, okay, we can do something a little differently with Mandy. And they did, but it's because they were in different places in their personal lives, not because they listened to the feedback of their other children and was like, where are some things that we could have grown or expanded or done things differently like no that was not what happened they were still like we're still in charge we're still going to do things but we just might do things a little differently because of how we feel about it now not because we've gotten we've, we've learned anything from outside forces if that makes sense yeah so, oh,
1: that makes sense because when I say I don't just mean like me and my household I mean like the general household of parents oh yeah yeah, I do have a question, and I guess it's more personal, but I guess our listeners can think about it, too. Have you ever wondered why, like, out of our friend group, none of our parents hung out? You get what I'm saying? Like, none of yeah. them really, like, like let's go to lunch, let's go to dinner, let's go. Why Why is that, since we've known each other yeah. all the time?
0: Like, I feel like I don't know, because okay. the, um, some, of, some of our, out of our friend group, some of the parents are very different. But yeah. your mom and my mom, in particular, are, are very alike.
1: Very, <laughs> very, very, very similar. Like the most similar, and not just like oh well, all these little things. Like very similar.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't. Know. So I don't know.
1: And then, there's lots
0: of people I'm thinking about now. I think that about, just seems odd
1: to me because I mean I know everyone has their own life and stuff going on, but I would think like they would. 'cause can you not can you imagine like if uh, I don't know I don't know I would think people
0: that people that I knew from elementary school, my parents probably had more interactions with them because it's one of those things where when your kids are so young, your parents kind of want to be everywhere, does that make sense, and then because we met each other, you know in middle school and In high school, where even though we had super strict parents, I guess they were trying to give us a little bit of form of independence. So they weren't like, (laughs) if you're going to so-and-so's house, then I then have to stay there the entire time that (laughs) you were there. I don't even mean
1: just staying with us. I mean, like, hanging out outside of us.
0: But that's what I mean. Like, I feel like that's where they would have built the foundation of a friendship if they were uh, like, I'm going to be where you are the entire time. So I might as well talk to the other parent in this scenario. And then I realize that we have a lot in common. And then we decided to hang out personally. I
1: guess, anyway. I guess it's timing then. But well, I, I did always wonder that. Like, my mom has done business with another um, friend's mom. Okay. But. Sorry about that tangent, you guys. <laughs> um my computer don't went to sleep mode. my notes are gone let's see <laughs> oh no
0: did you have an adulting thing
1: um I kind of did I just want to encourage our listeners and I guess it's verbally have a record of encouraging myself to like try your best to have additional streams of income because if you just are relying mm. on one stream of income like one job then you don't know what could happen so Whether that means you start, like, selling stuff around the house on Facebook Marketplace or eBay or any other online platform or maybe investing in stocks or some CDs, which take, you know, longer to return. We're talking about, like, a decade and stuff like that. Just, you know, not to have all your eggs in one basket. So that's all I want to encourage. I'm, I'm not. The best, or like, I'm not like a consistent saver. Like I can like not save for a couple of weeks and be like, oh yeah, let me put money in this account.
2: <laughs> so it's
1: like I I honestly have to be on myself about it too. So I just want to encourage you all to like diversify yourself as much as you can while you can, um, and get that shmoney, get that shmoney.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I used to be a little bit better about the multiple streams of income, but then I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to do more work than I have to. So that is where you go to the moment of like, how can you, like you said, diversify your portfolio? and invest more or save more. And I had, like, a friend who did try to – people are always trying to send me different links for stuff, um, but they sent me something that was basically just like an investment platform. But because my phone don't ever have space on it because I got an Android, neither here nor there, we already talked about that. Don't say Um, that because it
2: it doesn't have – don't. It's not all Android. It's
0: my personal phone is trash my personal phone it's not all of the androids it's just my never has space on mm-hmm. it whenever people send me stuff i'm just like i can't i can't look I, there's nothing i can do about this because i don't have space on my phone yeah she's there me another you way guys. to do we this we went to a um
1: famous um food truck we were in line for like two maybe two and a half hours and i begged her to download space and she was like nope Nope, I asked her four times. That's the fourth time I didn't want to annoy her. She's like, nope, no switch on my phone. I was like, you can delete. Nope. What about removing? Nope. I was like, all right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like, everything that's in there I have to keep. <laughs> There's nothing I can do so easy, right now to change it. But um, well, it depends. Just, and then
1: sometimes I delete apps I'm just not using in the moment. Like, if I have the Walgreens app or even Google Maps and I'm not driving or at the pharmacy, then I can uninstall those and reinstall those later. So I just like do that. I can't
0: now. take that risk because my phone is constantly looking for more space and if I delete something then my phone's going to update whatever thing is waiting to be updated and then I'm still not going to have any space to re-download the thing that I deleted to make space for something else when I needed that thing
1: <laughs>
0: Have you so thought about getting l- an SD card? Yeah, I've thought about it, but I can't do it with this phone, so I'd have to get a new phone to do it. All right. Is it time for an underappreciated award? Hell
1: yeah. My underappreciated award was originally going to go to something silly or inanimate, but since our last talk, I actually want to pivot and give my underappreciated award to an actual person. Um, Anyone who knows me knows that I grew up like on comics, playing video games, like my dad played video games in the house, my brother played video games, my brother is my brother. I played video games. Like, that's a huge thing. Video games, cartoons, animation, huge thing. So when it came to, like, superheroes, like being on TV, specifically the CW, how they have the Arrowverse. So Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, they have that whole thing. They're bringing Batman, excuse me, Batgirl, Batwoman, one of those. They're bringing her to the CW. Like, I was lady. I'm sorry. I was that's not her name. You stay over there with the non uh comic <laughs> I I know DC comics. Uh huh. Anywho, I'm a man, <laughs> I'm not editing that out. Anywho, <laughs> you're ridiculous. When they Batwoman, that's her name. So I was very excited to see um, them bringing all these shows to life. At first, I was hesitant, but then I saw like Arrow, and I fell in love with Arrow. I saw Flash. I love it, Flash. I waited on uh, Superwoman because I was like, I don't know about this. Excuse me, Supergirl. And then I saw Supergirl, and I was like, okay, this is all good. This is all good. So my
0: understanding is Supergirl got better when it came over to the CW because it started on CBS. CBS don't know nothing about what to do with a superhero movie. I didn't know it started on CBS. See, yeah. I didn't jump into
1: the second season
0: when it was on CW.
1: That's what? So, exactly. I didn't know. Yeah, that's where it belongs. I wonder what the C- CBS was
0: maybe just trying to hero. They their were hero trying, the game. right, to fall in line with what everyone else is doing. It's like everybody's doing superheroes. Why aren't we? Which is why CW could probably just now do Batgirl because Gotham is over.
1: Which I loved. I loved Gotham. So I was just like, what is going on?
0: But we can, that's,
1: that's time for another thing. I just wanted to say <laughs> uh, my Unappreciated Award goes to Nicole Maines, who's a trans actor, which we talked about on the last podcast a little bit. Like, there are so few trans roles, so when it actually goes to someone who embodies the character, I can really appreciate that. Not only is she a trans actor, the person that she's playing in the show is also trans and she's a trans superhero. I think she's the first ever trans superhero to be Mm -hmm. on um, television. And I was just like, this is, this is pretty cool. This is pretty neat. This is pretty amazing. And it's like, I, I wouldn't have even known unless, you know, I was told through the storyline or unless I looked up the um, actress. So, I just thought that was really, really cool. Her name is Nicole Maines, and she does a great job as Dreamer on the show Supergirl, and I hope to be seeing more of her.
0: Okay, yeah. I don't watch as many superhero movies, which is why you were trying to call me out. I was trying to fake it, y'all. To <laughs> be like, I watch superhero shows. I know superheroes. And I do. <laughs> and I, do I, just, I don't know. I just haven't been into shows recently. I don't know. But um, that's very, very cool that they've introduced that character and are giving them the platform because we did kind of talk about it a little bit when we were talking about L Fanning, and I hope that we don't discredit L Fanning for that misstep. But, yes, let's give people their opportunities to express their own communities. Like, it doesn't make sense to replace them with others, and particularly with white people.
1: <laughs> yep. Like we talked about, like we we should be additions, we shouldn't be replacements or let's swap this one in for this one. It shouldn't be that way. So Right. So
0: in the community of um lgbtqia it doesn't make sense to represent a trans person with a non-trans person when there would be trans people available or a gay person with a non-gay person when we know that there would be gay people available like it's not that hard to include the people in the community for which you are representing them
1: Yep, like all these casting directors and companies and entities, you're gonna tell me that you didn't have one person who's walked the walk and talked the talk come out to audition that you felt could do the role or that you felt you couldn't put in acting classes to do the role, like no,
0: exactly. (laughs) I believe. And Pose has now proven that to be wrong because okay, I keep hearing about this show. What is it about? So Pose is about the 1980s originally, but the new season is focusing on the 90s, um, culture of ballroom, which is um, derived out of New York. And it's basically like, again, the LGBTQIA community created this like show atmosphere, which is ball, ball ballroom culture, which is basically houses compete against other houses in different categories. And like they go to the Potter? ball. No nah, well I mean it, it could be like Harry Potter, but they're not <laughs> it's not Harry Potter. Houses just because that's what they're called but being the collective group and then their leader is the Are mother. Are these
1: challenges? I'm confused.
0: Um the balls are like weekly, or maybe they aren't just weekly, but whenever they have a ball, there are categories at the ball that people in the houses compete in. And it's partially like modeling or dancing or just like a representation. So some of it, like the the categories always have names. Oh, okay, well, I will say this. A good thing to watch if you're trying to get an understanding of ballroom culture is Paris is Burning. It was a documentary that um, was done in the 80s that directly goes to, you know, the people involved in it. It goes to the leaders of the houses and the people that participate in the houses and they take you to multiple balls and you see the ballroom culture and life. But in my, you know, way of trying to explain it, as someone who is a fan, but not a participant of the community, there will be like business, business eleganza. And it's like, you find your most elaborate outfit that is supposed to represent like the business world so it's like they're taking their clothes but they're also trying to make it at that extreme level of what they would represent if they were going to the corporate office every day or they will do like military realness but it's like it's supposed to be like representing representing the different facets of the military but it's also just like a fashion or experience to say we're elevating or putting a heightened level to Um, this. And they just do all different kinds of, of categories and then people can be compete. It's where a lot of the dance moves like voguing and tutting and even some hip hop moves kind of like started out of that environment as well. Um, So they would have like the dance category sections where they would do voguing and whoever the best voguers were. And they have the judges that give them the numbers and it's like where the expression tens, tens, tens across the board came from and it's just uh it's a whole different kind of energy. I'll have to give it a try then. Yeah. Oh, so we were talking about Pose though. So Pose (laughs) no we were talking um, about about letting people who are a part of that community represent themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um on Pose they have a lot of trans actresses that are playing you know, trans characters, and, and it's really out. cool. Yeah, there are like at least five, if not like five main people that you would know. Like they they're on the show every week, and then, but there's like even more than that. So, and they're all um, trans women of color. So it's also just one of those things where it's like you can't tell me you can find nobody because for this show they found multiple.
1: Do you have an underappreciated award?
0: I do. Um, uh, to counteract what you said at the beginning, my underappreciated award is going to inanimate objects. <laughs> That's totally fine. And it's uh, funnily enough, something that you said in the last episode a little bit, but my underappreciated award is going to DVDs and shows um. or movies that have been saved but and not streamed. So I think we've come to a place where it's like we're we're so used to the concept of streaming everything mm-hmm. which requires wifi and or data which is cool but there's still a world where it's like you don't have access to that all the time or in the case of what happened to me recently um there was a thunderstorm where the electricity was going in and out which made my Wi-Fi go in and out and while my electricity came back my Wi-Fi was still a little bit stunted. So I went through to my bookshelf where I um, Well, I have more than one bookshelf So this is actually more like my DVD shelf, but I went to my DVD shelf and pulled out some of my old classic DVDs to watch them on my portable DVD player because that's what I have now and I was just able to go back and and watch a couple of things and it was just like nice to be able to have that it has A, a little bit of a nostalgic feel but also it's just like that reliable source that when certain areas of technology fail you because it's thundering outside and raining badly And lightning is flashing, and so your electricity doesn't work the way you want it to. If you've charged up your portable DVD player, you can watch at least one movie with your DVDs. Yeah,
1: when I talked about buying the Aladdin DVD, you were like, DVD?
0: (laughs) And then it happened to me. (laughs) It was like catchy midair with your words and um, hypocrisy. You are so funny.
1: I'm glad you pointed out. A lot of people, even so a lot of countries don't even have the same kind of infrastructure that America has or other, quote unquote, more advanced companies, excuse me, countries. And also some children, like, aren't allowed to, like, watch TV. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. their exposure to certain mediums is so low, so... Being able to have that backup, like you said, in a portable DVD player, is crazy to me. But the fact that (laughs) I don't even have a CD-ROM in my computer, that makes sense. But I can't even tell you the
0: last time I heard the words portable DVD player. Yeah, but not just, like, with that. Like, I do have a couple of (laughs) movies saved to my computer. (laughs) So that if I do have my computer and I'm out and about, I could watch these movies. I remember when we used
1: to do that, too. Like...
0: I remember yeah. when
1: that used to be a thing That's not a thing anymore, you're right Because of streaming, but if all this stuff were to be Shut down, or if somebody were to invade And cut off all the communications Like I hear is what happened partly in The Handmaid's Tale I wouldn't know because I don't watch that creepy show
0: Then we would be kind of <laughs>
1: SOL So <laughs> maybe I need to download Some movies or get me a portable something Just in case
0: Yeah, I mean you might need that You might be in an area where Where you do have electricity But not wi-fi or not outside outside resources and all you have are these memories that of films and television and entertainment that are you can crank up on the old portable dvd player and i remember the time when i was just a young thing and we watched the daria show and you know, whatever the case might be. Oh my
1: goodness. Someone I threw something to somebody and they had a late reaction and I was like, Okay, Daria And they were like, Who's Daria? And I almost I'm fell like, out my you're trash. Feet. I was like
0: you're trash and I don't know who I we like, <laughs> getting to the age where I
1: don't understand certain memes and also y'all don't know who Daria is? Like <gasps> mm. Mm. Like, are we becoming, like, that kind of age? I just, I didn't understand it. I was like, but this is the same person that also didn't know there were sequels to Aladdin, so
0: maybe it's just (laughs) that. All right. I'm like, maybe they just don't have enough pop culture information in their lives.
1: Right. Right.
0: And we're not old. It can't possibly be that we're old. Daria.
1: How could you not know who
0: Daria is? Like, well, I will say this. If you did not grow up with cable, you may not know who Daria is. I guess. Or, like,
1: internet, AOL, dial-up. Because there are certain websites I was like, you know, that was back when I would watch a TV show on a website because that was the only place to find mm. it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I would go to mtv.com slash Daria and watch the TV <laughs> show on the computer. Yeah, that's
0: real. Yeah. I don't even know if, if you could go to the MTV archives to find it now. I'm just fortunate that I own... The DVDs uh, set But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like This is a great thing It doesn't really exist anywhere In online Unless you're doing deep, 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 deep dives Right, you got me why to watch now. I'm going to see if I can find
1: it on any of these Apps that I have If not, maybe I'll look into the DVDs Maybe 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 that's all But yeah, that's all I have, I have. Okay, short and sweet. Not that short,
0: but maybe after edits. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be the exact amount of time that every episode is. No matter how much you try and edit it or not edit it, they come out to the same time, every single time. We'll see. Mandy, yeah. would you like to tell the people where they can find us? Of course. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at M-N-O podcast, the letter M. The letter N, the letter O podcast. You can also find this or give send your questions and comments to Mandy and Ollie at gmail dot com. That's
1: Mandy and A N D Ollie O L L I E at Gmail dot com.
0: Oh yeah. Definitely want to make sure they know how to spell Ollie. That's important.
1: What if we like been, like, have be no, <laughs> yeah, we been getting and emails and
0: nobody sure send them? No, we am serious. What have we been getting emails? We never got to see them. Oh, we. Well, we know I have a dry voice sometimes. Um. Oh, also, please rate and subscribe to the podcast so that you know whenever please. we get a new episode and rate it so that we know how you really feel about us. It's please. important. It's importante. It's
1: muy importante. Ami and me some to me and my
0: friends. Come through bilingual. <laughs> Thank
1: you guys for listening. It was great talking to you. Bye.
0: Bye. No friends party for the weekends. Yeah, your body made for freaking. And you take advantage of it every weekend. Every weekend.